when you think about today's world, especially my generation, millennials, there's this huge push towards the female. Putting mm-hmm. female, you know, all things female. We want to encourage women. We want them to play a bigger role. And one of the things that surprises me, which I don't necessarily know if this is a problem that we help solve, but things like the pink tax. I don't know if you guys have heard yeah. about heard what that yes. is. So the pink tax is basically an added cost for the same item because the because the item is pink. So things like calculators, um, maybe beauty products, so razors, shampoos. Even and laxatives. Wow. <laughs> We're going deep here. We're going deep. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I don't know if that was the right time for applause, but that's good. All right. Keep going. We're going to edit that one out. It works. It works. So Keep going. A whole host of products that are more expensive because they're branded women's or they're pink. Wow. Simply, that, and that's right. it. There's no different difference between the products. And to me, that's surprising. Given all of these other wonderful things that are going on in the world, um, this evolution of the female, and yet we still have these things going on. Wow. That some some people may not realize. Mm -hmm. And so what I think that we can do as a firm is educate people, make people aware, um, and as Beth alluded to earlier, give give females a seat at the table and make Mm -hmm. sure they are included, they are empowered, and they're feeling valued um, in, in the space that we create. Welcome to Kestra Out Loud, where we amplify the voice of the financial advisor. I am Mark Schumbeck, and I will be your host today, but I am joined by the amazing podcast queen, Maria Bethel, my co-host, partner in crime. That's right. Queen, partner in crime. (laughs) Woo! There you go. Thank you, everyone. Deserves a shout out. Uh, We are so excited for uh, the next 20, 30 minutes here. So uh, Beth and Lauren Richardson of Maletta Wealth Management out of Denver, Colorado. Or do you say Castle Rock? Either works. Either works. Denver. They're from the Mile High City. More people know Denver. Okay, that'll work too. Um, Super excited to spend some time with you two today. Talk about your business and some of your experiences. Um, Obviously, Wealth Management Shop. Um, successful female entrepreneurs, business owners, financial Thank advisors, Thank you. all of that. You want to give a, a, a quick little history on on how you got here? How I got here? Not literally in the podcast booth, but <laughs> to this point in your career. We could talk secret, about that. Is this a secret question <laughs> you're going to throw in? Not a secret question. No, not yet. Um, you know, I didn't get here by definition because I was waiting on tables 30 years ago and I knew I hated what I was doing and I knew that I couldn't be a food server forever and I wanted a career and my brother was in financial services at that time and he was doing well and it seemed like his career offered me some of the, the things that were important in my life and so um, I actually was referred into IDS financial services which at that time was a wholly owned subsidiary of American Express yep. they offered really good training and I was just thrown in and literally having no clue what I was getting into other than out of food service. <laughs> and awesome. so that's that's where I started and that was 30 years ago. I wow. love the fact that 
you had this job and you're like, I'm not happy in this. This is not what I want for my future. I have goals. I have something more than this. And not only did you have that, but you took actionable steps. You're like, I'm doing this. Well, but I thought about quitting several times a day. Mm, good point. You thought about it. <laughs> yeah, but the outcome was, what am I going to do? The alternative is, okay, I'm going to go back into food service. And the good news was food service was so bad that it kept me moving forward into this business. Because if it wasn't as bad as it was, I would have gone back. Because it was yeah. tough starting this business with nothing from the right. ground up. Right, definitely. So knowing that you're... Um, all-female firm. What, why is why is that important to you? Why is that important to the business that you have today? Well, okay. So if we go back to that time again, I entered the business. I had no experience. I had no knowledge. I had no confidence. Even worse, I had no money. Okay. And so what I did have was good training from IDS. And they said, if you do this, you'll be successful. And if you throw off discouragement, you'll be successful. And so I did it. And so as we fast forward um, into my business, I didn't know what niche I wanted to work with. I wanted to shoot at anything that moved that would put food on the table. But as I started to get more involved with my business and with my clients and such, I really realized that I liked women. And that's not something that's taught or learned. It's something that you have or you don't have. And I I was able to communicate and have much deeper, more intimate relationships with women. And consequently, fast forward, um, I think, my clients felt that way from me as well. And so this was 30 years ago, and you fast forward to now, and um, where I started was focusing on corporate executives, and those corporate executives were male-dominant, and a lot of times there were females behind the scenes that were moms, um, but more in submissive roles. But I liked to listen to them. They had voices, and they wanted to... Uh, they wanted me to hear those voices. And so fast forward 30 years, the guys are retired, uh, sometimes sick, sometimes gone, and the females are standing out, and now they have a voice, and they appreciate the fact that I've helped them along the way, and I've brought them out. I've said, your voice matters. You, um, Your contributions to our meetings matters. Your feelings matters. And so... Um, now, as we fast forward into my career 30 years later, um, these females are the ones that are the, the decision makers and the CFOs in the families, and they're referring me to their peer group, and they're also referring me to a group of people that I like to work with. And so now our practice is more dominant female, and it's run and operated. We're a small organization by females, and uh, it's working. And we're working with people we really like working with and we connect well with. That's fantastic. I, think I don't I'll, know if that answered that question. No, that's great. And I, I think you can you can feel and hear the passion in your voice around how excited you are about who you serve and what you do for them. I, I have a lot of men clients that are great right. and very, very close friends. But, um, you know, my passion is really women. 
So you have these very strong company values um, within your firm and the way you run your organization. How do those values that you've established attract and work for your client, um, your target audience specifically? You want to tackle this one, Laura? Yeah. Um, I think when you look at the way we run our practice, um, it's built on a lot of trust. It's built on... Um, compassion. There's a lot of support between the three members. We work efficiently, we work effectively, and we hold each other to a really high standard. And I think as a result, the clients seek that out when they're looking for a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. So it's just an extension of what we, we want between the trio. And it just, it reaches out to the clients very nicely. There's a lot of professionalism, but there's also a lot of humor and fun and uh, friendships involved as well so it's our meetings may go an hour and a half long and we'll work for 10 or 15 minutes about the serious stuff and the, the rest of the meeting is just connecting with how's your family how's your mother your father your dog so mm -hmm. on and so forth and so um, they're really really good strong relationships that we have but with very organized processes and procedures that we follow it sounds like you're really good at gifting your time to your clients. We we uh, gift a lot of our time to our clients. <laughs> our clients are spoiled. They're very spoiled. Ah. They're very spoiled. They probably love it. <laughs> they, I don't love it. I don't know if they know how spoiled that they are. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, yeah. Like I, I hearing you just talk through that. I, the, the word that comes to mind for me is authentic. Yeah. Right. There, there's a sense and an aura of just being who you are and confident in who you are and that resonating with what our clients, but probably more importantly, friends at this point. Well, and caring, you know, I, I don't know. How do you teach somebody to care? Right. And mm. I really care about my people. And, you know, they, they refer to me as their daughter and they hug me and kiss me and they tell me that they love me when they leave me. Um, a lot of them do. And so, and I feel that same back to them. I lost a client um, not too long ago, and it was on a day where I had numerous meetings, and I was so distraught. I had to cancel everything because I just couldn't, I, I just, I was a mess because of this client relationship. So, you know, there's a lot of um, deep emotional stuff that goes into these relationships. Right. And I think what's wonderful about our client specifically is I'm newer I've been with this firm for about a year and a half, and they've all welcomed me with open arms. Um, they want to get to know me. They want to know my story. And they, they knew who I was, being best daughter. Um, Some of them have babysat for you. They, <laughs> they, they knew me when I was born. <laughs> I'm serious. Right. No, I believe it. No, no, that's cool. Like, I remember the time when you <laughs> did this. So, yes. Never live it down. Okay. Yes, they know all those stories. Yeah. So, but um, they've so, been very welcoming, which is nice. That's great. Lauren, Lauren you brought that up, and so I'm, I'm going to go with that a little bit. Um, obviously, in our industry, we have a lot of advisors, successful advisors, who all aspire one day to have their kids come into the business and kind of carry the reins. I know this has been a, a you know, a very purposeful, well thought out, um, at times emotional process for you to come into the business. Can you share a little bit about what that experience has been? And, you know, if, if there were other advisors who are contemplating having their kids come into the business, what guidance would you give them at this point? Um, I think the process has been great. 
it doesn't come without its challenges. Um, But so far, it's been really rewarding. Um, It's very delicate. I think one of the best advice um, pieces of advice that we received, um, which I think actually came from a Kestra advisor who had done this, is that on his very first day, it was a father-son duo, and on his very first day, his dad brought in three hats. And one hat said, Dad. One hat said business partner, and one hat said best friend. And they said, we have to learn to migrate all of these relationships because you can only wear one hat at a time. And I thought that was really effective way of presenting it. Yeah, because it is, Yeah, super strong visual of what you're trying to get across because it is hard. You have to, you have to migrate that business relationship. You have to learn... While you know your your kid may have done great and you're really proud of that kid, what is that? What are you going to look like in a business situation? Right. And also manage the relationship and make sure that you know they're they're going to bleed. That's going to be natural. Um, mm-hmm. But you know you're not at home or at Thanksgiving dinner talking about business issues, yeah. and you're not at work talking about things that are going on with the family. Right. Um, so I think setting, being intentional about what that's going to look like moving forward and having open lines of communication about it are really crucial yep. to making sure that you're going to, you know, succeed moving forward. Yeah. And, and learn from what others have to offer. Others, other companies that have already done this mm-hmm. because so many have and in taking the guidance that the broker dealer offices or offers and, uh, what Philip and John or, or, um, the ensemble group offers as well. There's a whole host of wonderful information out there, and we're just trying to take it all in because it's been um, priceless. Right. Yeah, I I think one of the things that you both did that made a ton of sense and and we recommend um, is to have uh, the next generation go out and work somewhere else first. Yeah, we did. Right. And so Lauren, you, you suggested that and you, that, that was my idea. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Mark. You, you were instrumental in that. Cheers. Congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So you obviously Lauren, you know, went off and worked for a, mm-hmm. uh, uh, investment firm and had a successful career there before coming back to the family business. Yep. I worked, uh, at Jackson national for about a year. And I was on the sales desk there. And it was a great experience. I loved working there. Um, It was challenging and I got to, I was able to learn how to succeed in in what, you know, even if, even though it was a short period of time to learn how to migrate that business. It was professional. Um, You had to show up in essentially a suit every day, which was brand new coming out of college. Um, So it was nice to be able to learn some of those things prior to moving over. But to add on to that, you also learned what it was like to be um, a female in a more male-dominant world Mm. and some of the challenges that came along with that. Um, That's a great point. Were some very, very serious issues. Yeah, I mean, I was, I want to say, one of seven on the sales desk, and the rest of, I want to say there were almost 100 total. There were only seven females, which was pretty incredible. Similar similar to our broker-dealer, where... Is it 12 or 13 percent are females? It, I think it does hover around that, um, which is which is an interesting point because 
I feel, especially with everything that you were saying earlier about this deep emotional connection that you have with your clients and how important that is to you and how the role of a financial advisor has shifted so much over the last decade or two. We just had a podcast with Jeff Colvin earlier and I was discussing this with him and he said it's it's evolved so much and you have to have this deep interaction um, with your clients um, in order to truly succeed as a financial advisor today. That's one of the paramount elements that you need to be able to, to deliver on and but that's not something that can be taught either you have it or you don't 100 but that's why i think women make such great financial advisors right we totally have the upper hand in this business we do (laughs) we do we do right and so i'm like this is amazing because everything you're saying i'm like women are so awesome for this role and i wish you know more i i believe wholeheartedly that more women will continue to come in um to this industry and make an impact and make a difference i mean you're here today talking to us and you're making a difference doing that so thank you for doing that and everything that you're saying is truly resonating i believe with our audience as well i hope so look let's let's be real and stereotypical on one you're way better listeners you have way more empathy than your typical guy does right and i think that uh it's a relationship business right people want to know that you care about them that you have their best interests at heart and I, i i think i wholeheartedly agree with everything you're saying and we appreciate that you have that perspective it's, it's real. It's definitely real. I, that's some of the most successful advisors I've ever met are women. And there'll be more and more. Absolutely. Hope so. There will be. Yeah. So my daughter is uh, 14. And she wants to be in Denver. So. In financial what, services? Well, not yet, but I'm working on it. Okay. Right. Great place to live. Maybe Lauren will. I was going to say, maybe <laughs> Lauren can help uh, cultivate her future here. Well, and awesome. the timing of that may work just fine there because <laughs> we're, we're going to need to bring on somebody sooner versus later. So when, she, when Lauren came into the business, she, uh, she said, we're going we're gonna to kill this. You know, That's a great attitude yeah, to have. We're, we're aggressive and no more coasting, Mom. And uh, <laughs> you know, we're starting to see the fruits of uh, her labor and moving forward. So we're going to kill it. And she's going to take this to greater, greater heights than I ever dreamed of. So that's great to hear. You know, maybe not on the original script, but hearing you say that makes me think of a conversation that you and I had a little while ago. Talk a little bit about, you know, your own energy in the business. Has, has Lauren's arrival got you reengaged and excited about doing what you're doing? So I think you were talking about a couple of years ago when you met with me, and you were learning more about my practice and myself. And I'm like, you know, I'm, my life has been challenging. I think I was actually crying too. My life has been challenging. I've been a single mom and running a practice and trying to maintain a home and investments and everything that goes along with that. And it was really, really difficult and very, very emotional and physically challenging for me. And so by the time Mark met me, I was, what, 25 years into the practice and I'm like, you know, I have a good life. I'm, I make good money. I'm comfortable. It's re- it's been rewarding to me. My kids are in private schools, and we travel the world, and we have a great life. And I'm comfortable, and I'm tired, you know. And I don't really want to kill this anymore because business grows a little no. bit every year, and we're doing great, and I'm comfortable. And then this one comes along and said, so much with being comfortable. Okay. <laughs> Can't have that. Can't have that. Yeah, we're, we are going to kill it. And, um, you know, totally different energy now. Yeah. Totally. And I honestly cannot tell you how excited I, I am to have my daughter in this business. It, it doesn't come without challenges. 
You right. know, I'm a mean boss sometimes, and I tell her not to take things so personally, um, and she does. And I'm like, it's not intended to be personally. But um, you're navigating those different hats that Lauren right. was talking about earlier, right? No. That it's it's a big learning curve. But yeah. um, I there's nothing better. Nothing better. It must be so exciting to see your daughter come in. Um, I'm a single mom of two myself. So if I had one of my kids kind of growing and learning and cultivating their life based on um, things that I was able to teach them and ways that I was able to show them how to be in life, I mean, I can think of very few things that would make me prouder or happier. So I can only imagine how you feel. Yeah, and then, you know, pushing it up the niche of not only – mother-daughter team and this evolution but going up the road where we focus on more females because we have a female very dominant female assistant in the office she's she thinks she's the the owner and everything else but she's she, a good attitude she's the everything <laughs> i love it we always say you want your team to think like an owner yeah well, and and she very much does i mean yeah. she believes she's the owner and i'm her um she's dishwasher or something but, um, she's the boss back to the food service days and and that's okay let her believe it let her believe it but um it's it's been an evolution and now we're pushing into more females we've picked up six or seven new clients recently with the net worths that we want all females uh widows and it's just been great so which is a great opportunity to kind of bring it back to how we started the conversation and and knowing that you're serving this niche very clearly um I always like to remind people, right? Every client has a different set of needs and a different set of concerns. You know, knowing your your work in this niche, what what's one of the most surprising challenges that you have helped your uh, female clients solve that that might be somewhat unique? You want me to answer this one? I think you have a good answer to this. Based upon the look, the look. Was, <laughs> Unless you want turn. me to go, no. no I, so. Speaking more generally, um, when you think about today's world, especially my generation, millennials, there's this huge push towards the female, putting mm-hmm. female, you know, all things female. We want to encourage women. We want them to play a bigger role. And one of the things that surprises me, which I don't necessarily know if this is a problem that we help solve, but things like the pink tax. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys have heard yeah. about heard what that yes. is. Do you want oh, to explain a little yeah, more? Because so there may please. be listeners that don't know. I yeah. definitely know what it is, but others definitely need to. <laughs> yes. Educate me, please. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So the pink tax is basically an added cost for the same item because the because the item is pink. So things like calculators, um, maybe beauty products, so razors, shampoos. Um, I was looking it up. ear Earplugs, things like that, that they put the tagline women's or they make it pink right. even and laxatives wow <laughs> we're going deep you here we're going deep. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that was the right time for applause but that's good all right it works it works so keep going. a whole host of products that are more expensive because they're branded women's or they're pink wow simply that and that's right. it there's no different difference between the products and to me, that's surprising. Given all of these other wonderful things that are going on in the world, um, this evolution of the female, and yet we still have these things going on. Wow. Um, that some, some people may not realize. Mm-hmm. And so what I think that we can do as a firm is educate people, make people aware. Um, and as 
Beth alluded to earlier, give give females a seat at the table and make mm-hmm. sure they are included, they are empowered, and they're feeling valued um, in, in the space that we create. That's right. You know what um, I love about this story is that you just hit the nail on the head and you're saying, I live in this generation as a millennial where we're pushing uh, women empowerment, working with women um, and being there for each other, right? Um, but that may not have always been the case. And Beth has been doing this, actively doing this, long before we were pushing it as a generation to be better to one another as women. So I applaud you for that because you've really been running with this forever. Well, and as we had mentioned, I, that we we feel that we're better aligned, females are better aligned for this business. Yeah. I could get away with calling the husband's wives and saying, let's go to dinner. Yep or let's go to lunch, or I want you to come to the meeting, or where being a male, you know, the husband could be threatened by that. And so yeah, I just think that we have the upper hand in this business. I like it. I've never heard upper hand um, described that way, but I think it works. I like it. (laughs) I might use it. (laughs) Yeah, we do. So um, Beth, I wanted to circle back on a conversation we had not that long ago where you said, um, that there was a, a female looking for an, an advisor and she had actually gone out to Google and she searched up um, financial advisor for women and your website popped up yeah. and this is how she found you. So clearly um, your target audience is finding you on the website. So I want to know how is marketing working for you um, to bring in more clients? Okay, so this is, I'm going to throw this back at Lauren a little bit because (laughs) once again, when she entered the business, she said, you know, this is a little tired (laughs) or you're lacking in the marketing area. I so so wish I could have been a part of that conversation. (laughs) So we actually did a home office visit, which was spectacular. It was a round robin, you know, you guys come in all day long. And Leah Alter came in and mm-hmm. she offered Lauren, uh, there was like four or five slots to attend her marketing forum. And yes. it was starting like the next week. Right. So, I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, 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 but please I keep do. going. Yeah, because, she, I mean, you were more a part of this than I am. But, you know, she started with, you know, developing some type of niche marketing and where that's going to start. And Lauren and I sat down and she asked me all these difficult questions that Leah wanted to know. And I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but we have to drill down to be able to put this into our, you know, I- into our marketing, where we're going with this. Right. And so as a consequence, we did get through that. That was tough. Um, and we yes, create. Lauren's so not tough. in her head. So tough. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she. I didn't want to do it, and but you know, <laughs> she forced me to do it. But we created a new website mm-hmm. with again the help yeah. and the direction, um, the guidance of the broker dealer. Wonderful, and it's a pretty cool website. It turned out fantastic, yeah, and we're very happy with it. But um, so, Lauren, do you want to take it from here to say how you, you know, have marketed that more so and how we got this new lead as a result of it which was really cool yeah that was that was like a shining moment for me because this this website was my baby it was one of the first big projects that i took on um when joining the old website was a little little rough a little antiquated well 1985 um, <laughs> <Yeah>. emerald <laughs> it was, it was, it was sponsored by emerald okay. it was wow. you know the boiler <laughs> type you are definitely right. dating that <laughs> 
It needed a spruce. It needed some love. Um, I love how carefully like Lauren is choosing her words. Like you can see the brain spinning of like, like what can I say that gets the point across? That's politically correct. That's politically exactly. correct. <laughs> but Sorry. no, it's okay. Um, but she, that was never her style of marketing. Right. She just had a, a wonderful client base that continues yeah. still to this day to take care of us as a practice, which is wonderful. Um, but there needed to be some additional efforts to pair. Yep. So the website was the first step. And I think now that that foundation is in, I'm trying my best to figure out how, what mediums to best navigate that will be the most efficient for us moving forward, especially given changing demographics, um, all the tech advances, things like that. So I think marketing is crucial. It's Absolutely. just figuring out the best way to do it. Um, obviously the website was a big help. Yeah. And getting a getting a referral directly from the website that said- So it's unheard of. Right. I'm seeking a female yeah. advisor and you're in our area. That was- Yeah, it's fantastic. That, my day was made. Yeah, it's, um, you know, look, we, we, we do obviously a lot of work with advisors on the marketing front. And if you got into this business having to, you're right, take on any client just to survive. Just to it, eat. It creates mm. a, it, it hardwires your brain to kind of have this belief that we have to serve everybody. And, and the fresh perspective coming into the firm was saying, hey, look, there's a different way of doing this. It's powerful when you put a flag in the ground and say, here's who we serve. We're uniquely qualified to help empower this group of clients. People are looking for that. And, and the power of digital today makes it real easy for somebody in Denver to type in and say, hey, here's what I'm looking for and, and find you. It's, it's a great story. Definitely. You have this niche. Talk a little bit about how it has helped make your clients sticky, right? You have phenomenal retention as a firm. Um, what, what, what's the secret sauce to your retention? So I came through a school that stickiness was um, pretty much everything that they teach us today. You want to do um, financial planning. You want to do wealth management. You want to uh, do holistic financial planning. And so that stickiness was taught to me right from the beginning. You want to capture all aspects of their financial profile. You want to have all the insurances, you want to have do the estate planning, you want to do all the wealth management and so on and so forth. And so I believe that's where the stickiness came from. But as we, again, as we moved on down this road, it developed into friendships. And I'm going to continue going back there. And just being, being there for them thick and thin along the way and them knowing how you care and how special they are and going above and beyond the duty the call of duty we can't always bring the best rates of return or anything like that out there and we all have access to the same systems and such that everybody else does so what's unique you know that's the million dollar question in this in industry what's our unique ability um is is caring and having these 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 relationships with your clients and so that's what makes the business sticky because when we meet these referrals which is the way i've always grown my practice i know that when they walk in the door they're going to become clients and i know more than likely they're going to be with us for a long time so that's what makes it sticky so in addition to the holistic financial planning that we're all taught nowadays is, is a is a necessity right. to be successful in this business relationships they don't 
care what's the saying they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care yeah. Great. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to wrap up the show. We really appreciate Beth and Lauren joining us today. We hope to do it again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs>